Hello, this is Erin Weir. The journey to being a successful creative entrepreneur is filled with challenges, hard work, and occasional high points. You have the opportunity to minimize the challenges and hard work by learning from experts, mentors, and leaders that have traveled the same road before you. The Creative Genius Podcast celebrates you and your hard work and helps you shortcut the path to profit and renewed passion. Enjoy this episode with my co-host, Gail Dobie of Gail Dobie Coaching and Consulting. From the moment we come into this world, we are moving toward the future. The present is a springboard to the next stage in our development. Our success as designers and as business owners is rooted in our continuous personal and professional growth, which prepares us for the next level of achievement. Envisioning what that next level is pulls us towards the future and shows us the path that will lead us there. Today, we're talking to our good friend and award-winning interior designer, Valerie Garrett, principal and lead designer of Valerie Garrett Interiors located in Atlanta, Georgia. For Valerie, there's never an opportunity lost to make someone else's day better, brighter, or more beautiful. Her design work is illustrative of that philosophy, exuding balance, harmony, graciousness, and light plus all the functionality a modern lifestyle requires. Those same attributes inform Valerie's must-haves and her client relationships too. The awards and accolades? She's humbled by them, but also appreciative because they reinforce how hard she works to make her client spaces oh so special and perfectly in tune with their lives. A modern-day CEO with the gifts of a master juggler, Valerie keeps her business thriving her clients content, and her tradesmen on point, her head filled with creative ideas, and her heart filled with joy. Valerie's design secret? Not settling for well done. Every space should be elevated, and that's why her blog is entitled Elevate. One of Valerie's points of pride? Four amazing daughters, all independent women who live abundant, interesting lives and give her adorable grandchildren. And Valerie's hidden talent? finding the perfect shoe for any outfit, and amazing gift-giving skills. Well, Valerie, thank you so much for being a part of our podcast today. We're looking forward to talking to you. And I just think back to our first encounter almost 10 years ago. I'm not even sure exactly the date, but I remember it was a Saturday and we had a phone conversation. (laughs) I remember. (laughs) Oh my gosh. I still remember that. So do you want to share a little bit about that? Yes. Well, I, it all started because I I started getting these little e-newsletters from Gail Dobie. And it was like, they would have these little Gail nuggets. And uh, that's what I call them is Gale Nuggets. And I was like, oh, well, that's good. That was good. And then the next week, another one would arrive in my inbox. And I was like, oh, that's really good. I'm like, who is this Gail Dobie? <laughs> and, uh, and so I was like, I would like to have her coach me. And so I put a call in on a Saturday because that's when my life had slowed down enough to be able to even make a phone call. And I remember being just absolutely shocked because I left a voicemail and like five minutes later, you called me back. And I was like, not expecting to get to talk to you. And, uh, and then you called and you're like, um, this is Gail Dobie. And I was like, 
this is Gail Bobie. <laughs> Anyhow, and, and thus began our uh, wonderful, wonderful relationship. So. Oh, it's been so fun over the years. And you're kind of like part of the family. And we kind of look at our, or as our community is, we think of it as family, not just community. So, and certainly wow. you've been a big part of it. And we were talking before we started this conversation today, how you have always been such a help and offered to be a part of some of our events. And um, you've come in and assisted. You've brought your team with you to help on events. And it's just been really great over the years, not just to have you as a client, but as a friend and as part of our, you know, just part of our life. <laughs> right? Yeah. Well, it's been, it's been great to be a part of your journey and Y'all have had such impact in my life in the growth over this past decade. I am just one that firmly believes in giving where I can, you know, and pouring out too. And so it was like for me to be able to kind of support you on some fronts was a real honor. And then y'all did. You kind of just like brought me in as like part of the team, part of the family. And <laughs> and uh, and I've loved it. I've yeah. loved being a part of the journey. It's been a lot so. of fun. Well, we even got to spend a lot of time together at this last market. It was one of our first I markets. Know. Where we got to see people and be I there. know. And Maskless. we had more time with you than I than I thought that we would actually have, you know, on paper. And it was so great to get to catch up. And yeah. um, you just always fit right into whatever is in the mix. And um, we love having your, you know, beautiful smile and um, positive attitude. I think we were doing actually a photo shoot. We're like, you want to come to the photo shoot? We could use some designers to sit in on the photos with us. And you know, you showed up ready to go. So I, I did. love I your did. willingness. I got so tickled because you're like, Valerie, why did you bring your laptop? <laughs> Remember, and I'm like, because I'm going to, I'm not going to just sit like I'm going to work. Right. On my laptop. Well, that laptop came in handy. Well, it turned out to be a great prop for those photos. So that was perfect. Oh, shoot. Well, I would love for us to dive in a little bit to where you started, because I think back to 10 years ago and when we had that conversation and um, your kids were still home. Some of them were still home and you were at a different point in your life. And now, of course, your grandmother's <laughs> that is is so crazy to think about all the things that have changed over all the years. But just tell us about your business at that time when you started. Well, I was like a Lone Ranger designer and uh, I was a mother of four and was very, you know, that was like my number one role. But I had it equal. And then I also did a large women's ministry. And then I also did um, my interior design business. And always, I had wanted a mentor. I felt like I was just kind of flying on my own solo. I wasn't feeling like I was. I was flying solo. And one of the things that you even used in your verbiage and your terminology, Gail, was, you know, a shortcut, right? Mm -hmm. to a more profitable business. And I don't like to take the long way to get anywhere. I do have a tad little bit of impatience. And so <laughs> I do like to get things, get, to get there the quickest way that I can. And so I had gotten to the juncture where I had stepped away. I felt like I was riding two horses that were going equally fast. And I had to decide which horse I was going to be on. 
and I had always wanted to build my interior design business on a completely different level. And it was at the time in the juncture in our family life that I now then could make that my focus. So I stepped out of the, the, the role that I had had, um, in women's ministry and I then put everything into building the business. And seriously, over and over for me, it was like I wanted a mentor. I wanted a mentor. And then there you were. And so I wanted to, to just build it on a completely different level on the caliber of what I was doing, on the systems and processes of which I was uh, using. And then also in the, just in what I was building. I, and, and so it's, um, it was, it was a wonderful start. And my revenue, you know, at that time, uh, was at a certain level. And gosh, within what, within two years, you know, we had tripled that. Mm. There's been a lot of growth on the trajectory financially. And that's one, one piece to me that, and it is an important piece. I don't want to minimize the, the, uh, importance of that. But to me, even more important is the growth. And it's what I'm bringing. It's what I'm doing. And that has been to me the most invaluable piece that I have worked, have gleaned from working so closely with you guys. Yeah. It's just so interesting to think back. I remember we, um, we actually had your VIP day out in, in Georgia. <laughs> so that, that is such a long time ago. I, I think have I a feeling looking, maybe I wasn't there because I was having a baby or something. I think maybe you so, were. or you were you were, early mom. or you were very pregnant. Something <laughs> was going on there because I did not make it to Georgia, but I do remember this. Yeah, and just uh, watching since then, and um, also you've been a part of this pod group that we've been a part of for gosh a year and a half now, and um, and, and it's been so fun because we still have a group of maybe twelve or thirteen of us that meet every Saturday morning at eight o'clock our time or 10 year time. And I think that has been really fun to watch everybody grow from that and build that confidence. And to me, that's been a real game changer for you because I have seen such incredible growth, just especially in this last year and a half or so. And all of a sudden your business has, just from what I can see on the um, outside is really exploding, which is great. Well, um, Benjamin Hardy, you know, um, the podcast that we're part of is all designers and Gail reached out to us to have a pod group out of, um, doing what is it? AMP, the mm-hmm. AMP program, right. which was all about 10 Xing your life. And, um, and so we started that. Gosh, right. You sent out the invitation, I think January, mm-hmm. January or February of 2020 before we ever knew COVID was hitting. And so that's when we signed up. And um, it's like remarkable to me that we had this pod going through 2020. Mm -hmm. Um, But for me, growth is so many times that some of the things that have been most limiting for me have been my own mindset. Mm -hmm. And so as much as I had grown, and I'm telling you, I'm one, I, I will be a child till the day I die. Like I will take a breath on this side and then be on that side, but I will be, I will have the heart and mind of a child in the wonder of, of learning and growing and discovering new things. Mm-hmm. Um, but with that, the, the Benjamin Hardy material on, on focusing about your future self for me was a game changer because 
all these things would stir in me, but then I would kind of get caught up in all of the doing and the mechanics of life. And I would lose some of that vision and lose some of the things actually that were nearest and dearest to my heart. And so one of the things that I did at the beginning of all this in 2020, when we all kind of hit a pause and didn't know what was going on, is that I just began making that morning time for me, that early morning. I'm up at 4.30 or 5 every morning, and I take two hours just to plan and pray and think. And having that alone time and then all of the content and the material and then the consistency of having a pod group every Saturday. I mean, you know, it's got to be pretty good if we're all willing to give up a portion of our Saturday morning, which is like gold and that we all still show up. But it has been, it really has been um, probably one of the most monumental years of life change and growth for me uh, since my early 20s. Mm, that's great. Well, tell us a little bit about this future self that you've discovered over this last year and and what are you working towards? Well, um, for me, just the clarity. If if we live in the light of who we want to be more than we live in the light of who we actually are now, it pulls us toward who we want to be by just putting definition on it. And for me, my future me is more anchored in character and in, in what I want to accomplish and the impact that I want to have, the type of person I want to be. And so sometimes I, before focusing so much on the future, what would discourage me was where I currently was, right? And so it was hard to sometimes hold on to some of the vision of where I wanted to be. And One of the things that Benjamin Hardy said that was just such a catalyst for me is when he said, future you matters more than current you, and that's all you need to focus on. And I literally, it was like turning a switch for me. Mm. And all of a sudden, then I was able to lock into all the things that were already there that I would think about. But instead of, this is like I, the way I love to describe it. Do you all remember being kids and being at the little kids table? Yes. And you didn't mind being at the little kids table when you were little. But do you remember when you started getting a little older and you wanted to be at the adult table? Mm-hmm. Okay. But you were still had to be at the little kids table because there weren't enough seats at the big <laughs> the adult table. Do you remember this? <laughs> I do. I do. <laughs> It's what I love to describe. It's the difference of wanting to be at the table and seeing yourself as already having a place at the table. I love it. I like that. I'm so visual. So like any of the things I just, I'm not just visual in design. I'm visual in ideas and in the things that motivate me. And so it became a shift of going, no, I'm already there. So all these things are not like I want to be. No, I am. I am. I already am there. And it, it just changes mindset. Again, it just shifts everything. And then like the removal of limiting beliefs. I remember, um, a call, Gail, and this is one of your, you just have like moments. And to me, sometimes always the most powerful words spoken to me are not a lot of words when somebody says something. It's usually a sentence, (laughs) but it's like a game changer. And I mean, so there's just countless 
moments of, of powerful words that have been spoken that shift my mindset. And one of the things that I struggled with personally is that I have a deep love for people and a, a, a care for people and a wanting to see them thrive and grow, right? But sometimes what I would do is that would flip over into wanting to please them. And then hence became the conflict, right? Because then I would lay aside some of the things that I really needed to keep uppermost to stay on track of being my best me. And I would then, it would dub me down because I kept putting everybody else first. Mm. And then I kept, I was over-concerned about what everybody else thought. That was a long-term like little hiccup, right? That, that like, and I was in it. So it's very hard to see when you're, when it's your stuff, you can't see the forest, right? Cause you're just seeing the trees run. Right? Like you can't see, you don't have that aerial view of being able to see where you're, why you're stuck. And to me, that's why it's so important to have mentors. Like to me, I heard somebody say, you know, one time that the greatest change in your life comes from the people you know and the books you read. And I have found that so to be true for me. Mm-hmm. But I remember being in a group coach call, Gail, and this is just one nugget. Like, I mean, I would have to pull out all of my journals, <laughs> you know, to kind of go, what are all the aha moments? But the one that was the aha moment last year in 2020, I remember you saying this to me directly. And I, I was like almost being sucker punched, you know, in the stomach. <laughs> um, but you said, the only approval you need to be concerned about is yours. And it was like, I'm, I'm just telling you, the world kind of stopped in that moment because that's where I had been stuck. Mm-hmm. And see, so for me, like God's approval had always mattered huge to me. Um, but then right under God's approval was everybody else's approval. And then Valerie was somewhere way down there lost. And what you did in that day when you said that is you shifted me to the spot where I needed to be. So for me, it was God, it was me and then others. And that then put me in such an empowering place to then begin. And, and it just, it just took away all the fuzzy and the blurry vision. And all of a sudden things began to get like crystal clear. And again, huge, huge breakthrough for me mm. that you spoke. Mm. I remember that. Actually, that was, uh, we were in Las Vegas, weren't we? I think it was at the retreat. So, yes. Wow. Yeah, I just, um, and it's been really fun. I'm glad you're talking about some of these things because I think some of the people who are listening to the podcast might be needing to hear this message about having that clarity about what it is that's important in your life for yourself, that it's wow. not about pleasing other people. It's not about getting published and getting visibility. It's about making yourself happy first and being happy in yourself. And then as a result of that, then everything else flows out of that. But you can't, it doesn't work the other way. It just doesn't doesn't. work. It doesn't. And you know what I like to describe it as is that, I mean, I, I really believe that we are not just all unique physically. I believe that we are all so unique individually, that there is something that is within us that isn't like that Gail, what's in you is not in me. And Aaron, what's in you is not in Gail, but we have something really special to bring to the world. 
we have our own song to sing. We have this beautiful melody that if we will listen to our melody, then we have more opportunity to impact and to bring um, value, not just to our loved ones, but to the world. But when we start letting other people monkey our melody, it dilutes our greatest gift, which is being us. So it's like, to me, it's not a selfish thing. It's that when we, when we really are in our lane of really listening to our heart, it's then the place that we have the most, most to give and the most place of impact. Mm. I love that monkey your melody. That's a good one. (laughs) We're going to have to keep that one in the, in the hopper. You know, I, I think that probably a lot of, um, working moms can really relate to that too on always kind of putting yourself second or third or fourth on the list. I mean, even this week for me, um, I've changed my entire schedule because school started and it's not COVID school, it's school, like in-person school. And so even this morning I got up and I still did not my normal routine um, in the morning, but I still did a little bit of it because I was like, I just can't let that time go. Right. I have to get in my meditation. I have to have some quiet time to myself before I can make this world spin. Right. That's right. I think we, um, I'm a woman. Okay. So I can only speak as a woman, (laughs) but as a woman, I wore so many hats. I was always juggling so many pieces, Mm -hmm. but I would become like the compass spinning out of control when I didn't keep that, that quiet moment, me centered. And I am a people person, but I am only a people person when I've had my alone time. That's, That's a good way to put it. Yeah. Well, and watching you too on the journey is that I can see this shift in you as a person, which is also part of you being able to see that 10 year vision or that future vision for yourself and that future self fitting in that future vision. And so let's talk about that. What is your future vision? What do you plan to do in the next 10 years? A lot. <laughs> yes, let's hear it. <laughs> I plan to do more in this next decade than I have done in all of the years combined to now. Mm-hmm. And um, the one of the first things that I want to do is is I'm building a company, um, and I love y'all. I am. I I feel sometimes like, oh my gosh, when you talk about guilty pleasures, it's like, well, my guilt. One of my guilty pleasures is design. Like, I love creating beautiful environments, you know, and I love the thrill of the relational end of it. That to me, every time we go to design with a client, we're creating a footprint that wasn't there before. Like, it's a brand new palette. Like, I'm getting to do something that has not been done before, but that is so perfectly tailored and unique. And, and, and to me, design is about environment. It's about elevating lives. It's not just beautiful things. It's, it's environments that, that change our lives. I mean, I really feel very strongly on that, but I want to build a company where there is such work life balance, especially for women, you know, and, and that we just get so much done. But I also want to, you're going to laugh. It's like, okay, I'll say it. I want to be the Mary Kay of design. Mary Kay, she established and did things that had not been done before. Mm -hmm. And there were things that, that she, in the company that she did, like 
there were so many ideas that she had that never had a place, right? So she just kind of stored them up until the time was right and she launched out on her own. But one of the things that I so admire about her is the leader that she became in the industry and the the way that she built the lives of the people that worked for her. And so I don't want to just, I, I love my clients, okay? But I love my team. And I want to build an amazing team that on the trajectory of the time that they are with VGI, that they keep growing by leaps and bounds every year and that they go on to do even greater than I've done. And so I want to have a really large network for that. I want to also create a, um, like a boutique design chain. I don't think it's something that's been done in our industry. And so, yeah, I'm finally like saying it out loud. I have not said it. I said it last week in a part of it. It's like, okay, I'll let it out. Um, and then another thing that I want to do that is, is just kind of grown so much over these last couple of years. But as somebody, you know, um, a part of my story was just that there was, I experienced a lot of, um, trauma in childhood. And that was, those were pieces that carried forward into adulthood. And you've, and I've got to preface this to say that like, I love who I am. I don't want to be anybody else. And I've learned to love my story. Okay. But some of the story pieces were not fun and they were hard and they were limiting. And I sometimes felt like I was 20 steps behind everybody else that sometimes because of all the trauma that was happening, a lot of energy went toward dealing with the trauma instead of being able to like, so it kind of like created, like, I felt like I was slow at learning and slow at doing. And people that know me would laugh because they don't think of me as being slow. People think of me a lot of times as being fast, but I'm just telling you, sometimes I would get straight A's, but I turned in all my assignments late and I anguished over them. And it just was like, it felt harder. Um, and that's why I love the book Grit by Angela Duckworth, where she talks about like, why do people have grit? You know, is it, is it something that they have as a DNA or is it something that they, they, um, because of family environment, you know, what is it? What causes people to have grit? And one of the things that I just love that she shared is that some of the people that actually started out slower ended up going further, but they had to work harder. They had to put in double or triple or 10 times as much the work that some of the other people did. And I used to like feel that way, but feel ashamed about it. Does that make sense? Like it was like I was embarrassed. Like I'm just not quite on the speed. And what I, what I found out later that really the more and more I got free, the more I began to realize that so much of that had been related to the trauma. And so it's so nice to kind of have so much of that swept away, but it doesn't matter where we start. That's what I, I guess I want to say is that it doesn't matter where we start. Doesn't matter what we've been handed. Oh my gosh, we have amazing opportunity. And many people will come along to help us grow if we're just open. Mm -hmm. Honestly, I don't think that you can be the best person unless you have to experience some grit in your life. You have to go through the tough stuff to be able to grow to the level that you are capable of because you have to be tested. And you have to test, um, test yourself and test your resolve and your, uh, motivation yeah. to get to whatever that future vision is. And it's yeah. not going to be easy. And yeah. even today, I look at 
where I am in my life. And this is my second business. And it's, it's hard work. And it's hard work every single day. And it gets harder and harder and busier and busier, busier. But we develop from the grit, we develop the skill sets to be able to manage that. And you can't, you cannot get to the ultimate end goal of what you're trying to build unless you have some challenges along the way. That's just my it's view true. on it. It's true. It's not all easy. No. And in circling, where I was going with that is that I want to create a foundation for children that have been abandoned or abused or both. Mm-hmm. And I want to give them the step up, right? I want to give them the things that took a lifetime and I want to have it like boiled down. I, it's like I want a Benjamin Hardy course, okay, for for kids and for teenagers. And, and, and I know other people have done things, but I just know what's in my heart. And I don't believe it's something that I will do alone. I think I will end up partnering, but I just, that's, I want to, to get to do that. And the other piece too, that is like a big thing is I just want to inspire people, you know, to, to grow and to be, to sing that song that is theirs alone to sing. I want to be a part of helping a lot of people find their voice and their lane toward growth because our world will be better. The more of us that are not competing with one another, but are only keeping our, the, our best us ahead of us. And we don't like settle for mediocrity. I despise mediocrity. Just saying I do, you know, it's like, I think we should go for exceptional. I'm so motivated. I don't know about y'all, but I like, I'm so motivated by other people's stories. I'm always digging. Like, I'm, I mean, the books that I've read that have had the most impact usually are real life stories about people that overcame different things. I mean, it's just, I don't know, or it, it's just, I am so inspired by other people's journeys. That is so well, your journey is definitely inspiring to hear about. And it's been so much fun to be, you know, kind of a, a seat right next to you, watching you grow and really watching all of us grow together. And especially this year, it's just been phenomenal to see your growth and your determination um, to really become this new future you. And, you know, it's great to see your business thriving um, just right alongside that, chiming right alongside that. Thank you, Erin. It's been fun watching you grow up too. Oh, thank you. <laughs> well, she's she's Seriously. had only sixteen years to <laughs> grow up I know, with I me. Know. I know. Oh my goodness! My goodness! When I started, was I really that horrible? <laughs> no. But you, I remember. I think the first time that I met you, you were pregnant. You know, and you were like, you were just testing out, and like I just remember over and over. Seriously, Gail would like throw you in the deep end over and over. And you're like, that's daily. I don't like it. We would sometimes talk on the side, Gail, just saying, you know, and I would just encourage Erin that she could do it. And, uh, but then to now, like you just, it's amazing to see you as the powerhouse woman that you've become, Erin. Oh, no. And like you just owning it. And now you like, you just, you bring so much. You well, bring those so are like much. two of my favorite words, those powerhouse combined. That's a, those are some words that have come up um, in many conversations with Gail and I in the last uh, couple of years. So, Wow. Well, I see you that way. Well, thank you so much. Okay. So Valerie, as we wrap up, what would you like to share? What are the three things that you'd like to share with our 
audience um, to take home today? I think that like the thing that kind of like comes to the top of the list for me is don't settle for mediocrity. Don't, don't just settle for going along with emotions, you know, make sure to connect with your bigger purpose and make sure you're taking time to listen to what's really inside of you to do. Because if you do that, you just will have so much more to give and so much more impact and you will be so much happier. Like you will have so much more fun and laughter and, and peace and joy. Seriously, if you stay in your lane and you really run, run for it. And, um, the other thing that I would say is to, to be pulled more by the future than by the past. Be pulled to the future and be pulled to who your best you is. Don't settle for just, just don't settle. Be your very best you. I think the third thing I would say is that I think that the, the greatest thing for us to overcome always is not our circumstances. It's our own mindset that, that are shifts in mindset. So make sure to have a mentor or mentors. Like I have a lot of mentors and I read a lot of books. And so I, that's just personal growth and always learning and always growing. I love it. Well, thank you, Valerie, for being with us today. And we can't wait to see you. Gosh, probably the next time is maybe at market. At market. Yeah. You know, Gail and I, you're in Atlanta now. So Gail and I like to say that we've spent many years of our lives at the Atlanta airport. So we'll have to get beyond the Atlanta airport and over to your place very soon. You will. You will. will. (laughs) It's great to see you guys. Thank you so much, you know, for for inviting me to be a part of the podcast. Absolutely. Well, thank you for being a part of it. And for being part of our lives for so many years. We love you. Love you guys too. Very, very much. We hope that you've enjoyed today's podcast. If you want to get in touch with Valerie, please visit ValerieGarrettInteriors.com. And you can follow Valerie on Instagram at ValerieGarrettInteriors. Next week, interior designer Glenna Stone, founder and principal of Glenna Stone Interior Design located in Philadelphia, Pennsylvania, will be joining us. And if you haven't already, be sure to register for our five-day financial challenge that starts next week, September 27th through October 1st at noon Eastern. You will spend just one hour per day for five days to plan for your future wealth and develop financial confidence that leads to bottom line results as a designer. If you're ready to take control of your finances, this is the one for you. You'll start earning enough so that you can live the lifestyle of your dreams. Registration is open. Just go to gailw.com and click under challenges on our experiences tab to get registered.